Hey everybody, Donnie Bovine here. Thank you so much for listening to the episodes. Do me a favor, if you get any value out of these, would you leave me a review? It would mean the world to me. I'm on a massive mission to help as many people as I possibly can get to freedom through building a business. I gotta be honest, building a business is by far the toughest thing I've ever done in my life, and I promise you, my business has worked on me more than I've ever worked on it. I don't think there's a better tool in the world to meet the dude in the mirror than building your own company. You're going to find out what the hell you're made of. In these episodes, I bring on the people that have been through it, gone through it, done it, built monstrous companies, and I get them to coach me on how to actually level up, grow, and scale my business. They're hitting me with some hard questions. They're bringing some amazing advice. And, and I'm telling you, I take notes from every one of these episodes from these people that have actually lived it. They've gone through it and have turned their businesses into amazing empires. So I hope you find a ton of value in this. And I hope that this becomes something you come back to and listen to often. And so when we talk about meditation, what you and I have always bumped heads on is that that misconception around what meditation is, that it means sitting quietly on a mat with crossed legs in, for an hour at a time, emptying oh, your head of all thoughts. <laughs> right, right. And that could be a form of meditation, but a lot of people can't get there. So that's what I talk a lot about is that those myths and misconceptions around what meditation really is. And you're not alone in not being able to sit still and clear the thoughts. Dude, for years, I grew up on this self-help world where I think in my head, I really thought that the that a book or a tape or a conference or seminar, thinking happy thoughts, all those type of things were going to get me to some supposed level of success, man. And I tell you, I bought into this general thought process of, you know, I could tell myself I'm awesome, amazing, you know, the Stuart Smiley style of th side of things. And I would almost be able to program myself uh, to some magical freaking world of success. And it really took me to screwing up and almost losing everything I had to understand that there's no amount of thinking or having happy thoughts is going to get me where I need to go. You've actually got to get in the game, get punched in the game, face, screw it all up, learn from your screw ups and keep moving forward. And that's where you find success. Yeah. It's, you know, you, you see so much stuff on, on Facebook and the internet of, of people who are promoting their, you know, be like me do these things and it's uh it's never that like tactical things to actually help you improve and that's always been my issue when i want to figure out how to get somewhere in my mind i go all right there's gotta be steps there's gotta be actions i gotta take things i can do uh and this whole concept of not doing things uh and and we've been kind of picking on the the those people a lot lately with the whole concept of you know just 
just put it out there and it'll it'll come back to you the, <laughs> the universe, universe will provide the universe <laughs> will provide type thing it never made sense or was actually something that i was like all right yeah let's do this so I, but let I me ask you a question yeah I mean, because, because uh, the, this just popped in my head and, and uh, you can answer this better than i can too What's the difference between saying the universe will be provide versus the church world saying God will take care of me type thing? You know, to me in my head, it's the same, same, you know, they're, they're both saying the same thing, just using a different deity, if you will. So I, uh, so there are factions within the church that are like, you know, don't go to doctors, the God will take care of you. And it's all, you know, literally everything's left in his hands. And that, that's not how I was ever brought up to believe. Uh, you know, I was brought up to believe that God gave doctors really good brains and gave them the ability to go learn how to do that. And allowing them to do their thing was, you know, God gave you this resource, go use it. So you, there was still that expectation that you had to take some sort of action and personal responsibility to take advantage of the blessings that God bestowed in your world. It, it wasn't just a, oh, just sit there and God will magically heal you. So that I don't know why hearing it on the universe side of things, it doesn't bother me. But every time I hear about the church side of things, my skin crawls. Right. The whole concept of that just fucking eats me from the inside out. But uh, uh, but that makes sense. So, I mean, because it's still coming from a place of of you've got to show up and do the things. Yeah. It's like it'd be like jumping out of an airplane without a parachute and saying, well, God will protect me. Dumbass. God gave you a parachute. He, or the he guy in the or or the guy in the in the the factory that did the sewing and whatnot gave you a parachute, but but you know whatever, whatever. Yeah, he <laughs> helped. He gave, made someone smart so they were able to to invent a parachute, and he they put it on that plane for you to use. So, so a bunch of molecules came together. As they came together, they learned to so skill now, set. So so now <laughs> you are actually promoting that this the universe provides. No, no, I'm, 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 uh, <laughs> that's just what you literally said. You know, the bunch of molecules just came together. No, no, I'm, I'm saying science provides in that matter. Uh, so uh, science, just the whole concept of understanding God's creation. No, that's a religious argument. Uh, uh, I don't believe in a quote unquote God. I'm not an atheist because I feel like there's something there, but I do, do, I, 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 I would change that. I hope there's something there because that's a lot better to think about than it's just straight stuff that we've evolved into. It's more fun for me to think uh, the other direction. Do I think anybody walked this damn earth and did anything? Hell no. Um, I don't believe in that at all. But um, the, the, even if there was some magician that walked this earth that could perform skills and, and magic and everything else, I'd want to meet them because if they got fucking magic skills and, and look, let's be honest. If you can turn water into wine, it's gotta be just one little tweak to turn it into rum. I'm fucking in, you know? So, so I get it, but I, I think religion works the universal stuff works i think all of that stuff works because it's to a lot of people 
a shortcut to wherever they're trying to get to, right? Whether you're trying to get to heaven, maybe you're trying to get to success, maybe you're trying to get to spiritual enlightenment, maybe you're trying to get to some sort of kumbaya state of mind, the ideology behind it all is you can pray, you can think happy thoughts, you can do whatever, and miraculously you will find what you're looking for. Um, and I think it's not even the extremes. I think it's a majority of the people that go down those paths are looking for that easy button to find some sort of success. When, and that's why there's only 10 to 20 percent of people that actually find success in all these endeavors is because they, they the people that realize that there is some truths to all of this knowledge and the likes. And even as much as I bash on it, Kevin bashes on it. Kevin. Kevin hates the universal woo woo stuff 10 times worse than I do. Um, it, Kevin hates it as much as I hate the religious stuff. Right. So so the but the 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 ideas is everything is based in some sort of foundational truth or you can manipulate it enough to get back to some sort of truth if you will and i i think for me um and i'll speak specifically for myself i wanted the easy button i wanted to be able to go i'm rich and all of a sudden i'm rich and it turns out rich is only my dad's name um but <laughs> uh the the overarching thing is i think people want to be able to journal their way to success think happy thoughts to success pray to success they want it to show up without actually having to do the real work yeah and and maybe it's for me having grown up on the farm you know we had to do the work and and you, you had to go out and plant the crops. You had to go take care of the animals. You know, you couldn't just assume that it was all going to happen. So even though a very religious family, there was still that concept of, you know, God gave you these resources. You still need to go figure out how to make them grow and make them do things. It, you know, it wasn't just, so, oh, God's going to make the crops grow for you this year. No, right. you still got to go plant them. You still got to go, go, uh, go weed them. You got to, you know, do the, the disking and, and all the different things to make them grow. So, uh, and so maybe it's, we're just more practical and pragmatic about how we look at that universal concept, because you totally, if you were not ever had never been in, a religious world, you could totally look at that whole concept of, you know, pray to God for what your needs and he'll provide. It was like, Oh God, I, I, I need a million dollars, you know, poof. Why, why is there not a million dollars in my bank account? When that's really not the concept, at least in how I was raised in the churches I went to. So, yeah. Yep. And uh, you know, I'll also say that I was, I wasn't brought up in a, in a church going family, if you will. We did the church thing on several times. Um, uh, even once I went out and found religion on my own and, um, you know, practice and learned a lot of things. I think that that's what set me, not, not, not the church thing, but the idea of there could be a better life sent me searching for things that I could do to get better. And I think instead of actively looking for 
improving skills of some sort, I spent the entire time trying to game the system because gaming the system was how I got ahead in a lot of things from school, the Marine Corps, blah, blah, blah. And the truth of the matter is, is there's no gaming the system in life, right? If you want to get to some sort of level of success, you got to do the things that you might deem as hard, might deem tough, and go do them on a consistent, regular basis so that you can put yourself in a position to screw things up and be able to learn. So as much as we bash on all of this, there is some, some foundational truths to this entire idea of of even to the point of you're better off thinking in a more positive nature than a negative nature. You're better off, you know, staying out of the Eeyore mindset uh, and staying in a more happy, you know, this style of thinking. And there's, you know, things like journaling, meditations and all of that. They're all rooted in some good stuff. But, you know, for me, meditation has always been something that's been extremely hard for me. And so when we talk about you got to do the hard things, man, I can't tell you how many successful people put out content and they talk about they meditate and it pisses me off because I can't just sit there and go hmm, and fucking meditate. <laughs> you know, it just doesn't work for me. And so that's why in this week's episode, I'm fascinated to sit down with uh, Lori Seitz over at Zen Rabbit. We're going to talk about all things meditate and y'all strap it in because me and Lori go straight at it to the point of Kevin grabs his Twizzlers and goes, ooh, this is going to be good. So y'all enjoy yep. this episode. <laughs> Grab your popcorn now. Are you a business owner or a leader looking to take your business to the next level? Then listen up because the Champion Summit is the event for you. At the Champion Summit, you'll learn about the latest techniques for growing and scaling your business from some of the most badass speakers in the business development arena. They'll motivate, engage, enlighten, and spur you on to greater productivity. But that's not all. You'll have a chance to network with other ambitious entrepreneurs from across the region and the USA, building your circle of influence and learning from others who have been where you are. And the best part, there's no pitching, no selling from stage, only 100% value and tools to help you go big. The Champion Summit will help you focus all of your passion, ideas, and goals into action that leaps your business forward. So what are you waiting for? If you're looking for new ways to grow and scale your business, the Champion Summit was created to provide you with actionable and implementable tactics that allow you to build the business of your dreams. Register now and unleash your true potential. The Champion Summit, creating freedom from the hustle and grind. Find more details at successchampionnetworking.com backslash champions hyphen summit. All right, so this is going to be another fun one. I love giving people nicknames, and I'm fixing to introduce you guys to Rabbit. Her company name is Zen Rabbit, so I've called her Rabbit for the longest time. Uh, and she's just one of my favorite people. Um, and, and she's taught me some really cool life lessons about something that I absolutely fucking hated and could not wrap my damn head around. So she's an expert on meditation. She's an expert on a lot of things of uh, how she looks at life and and just always fun to hang out with. So 
bringing on Miss Lori Seitz. Um, Lori, tell me really quick, what is meditation? Why the fuck should we do it? And how do you get an asshole like me to actually give it a go uh, when I despise the entire thought process around it? <laughs> yeah, well, my... <laughs> yes, and I know that. Uh, my definition that, of meditation... That question, it's, that question itself could be like three different episodes. <laughs> Absolutely. My definition of meditation is getting quiet enough, getting allowing yourself to get into a space where you are quiet enough to hear the, your own inner voice, that voice that tells you whether something's right or wrong for you. And it's the, the only voice the voice that only you can hear and a lot. Some people call it intuition. It could be, if you believe in God or the universe, it could be that higher source speaking to you. But that's to me, meditation is allowing yourself to get into that space to hear that. And when you do that, that's when you know what is the right decision or what are the right choices for you instead of listening to what everybody else outside of you is telling you. So, there was a day you and I were on a Zoom and I was talking about my fucking morning walks mm -hmm. and you were talking about meditation and I could feel my own eyes rolling in the back of my head as you were talking about it, right? Um, and I'm like, this fucking meditation stuff, man, because I just the idea of trying to sit for five minutes and get quiet just fucking drives me bonkers, right? Call it ADHD, yeah. call it just high energy, whatever the fuck you want to call it, just the, the entire thought process. So for, for anybody who doesn't know, every morning on my farm, I go walk 45 minutes and listen to a podcast. And I listen to a podcast because I got to be distracted to think, um, just the way I'm wired. And Lori and I were kind of getting into almost a heated conversation over this stuff. And she finally popped off and said, Donnie, do you realize that when you zone out on those fucking walks, you're actually meditating? And I paused and I was like, son of a bitch. I've been doing something that I didn't think I could do for a very long time. So one, thank you for that. But You're two, welcome. explain that for me. Yeah. So when you come back from those walks, that's when you write. Yep. That's when you take all of those thoughts that have been rolling around in your head while you're walking, forming, and put them down on paper. And that writing process is also part of a meditative You're in a meditative state, essentially, when you're doing that. You're reaching this alpha brainwave level. And it's a very creative place to, what's, wait, to be. Wait, what's alpha, alpha brainwave level? What the hell is so, that? Okay, so the brain operates on different um, frequencies. And alpha is typically when you – it's that, that state between awake and asleep. Like right okay. before you fall asleep. When you're in meditation, you're typically in alpha. Beta is what we are in right now. You're fully conscious. So, so that's the same state you get in like when you're driving down the road and you get to your destination but you don't remember the drive. That yeah, you could be okay, dipping okay, into okay. that level, and then there's yeah. a couple of other, a theta and delta are much deeper when you're asleep or unconscious, um, and then there's even a gamma level now too. That anyway, um, is that the one that, turning into Incredible Hulk? Yes, like, like a gamma ray. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but but alpha is when you're in that creative creative state. You're meditative. You're you all those great ideas come to you. A lot of people who are runners, that's kind of maybe where they are when they're out running, not necessarily runners high, but that place where you're just in the flow. Love it. And love it. Yeah. 
And so when we talk about meditation, what you and I have always bumped heads on is that that misconception around what meditation is, that it means sitting quietly on a mat with crossed legs in, for an hour at a time, emptying um. your head of all thoughts. <laughs> right, right. And that could be a form of meditation, but a lot of people can't get there. So that's what I talk a lot about is that those myths and misconceptions around what meditation really is. And you're not alone in not being able to sit still and clear the thoughts. And so this is why I love telling people, if you can go out and walk in nature, that could be meditative. Typically, I tell people to not take their electronics, but I understand that you, like, that's how your mind gets quiet is by listening to something. Yeah. So whatever it is that gets you into that state, that could be considered meditative. Oh, why does somebody need to get to that state? What's the point? You know, right I, now, I, especially, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you're good. You're good. You're good. You're already right right now, especially, we are so overwhelmed with messages from outside of ourselves the social media, traditional media, family, friends, uh, well meaning colleagues, even well meaning coaches. Like, what it, they can give you advice, but that doesn't always mean that it's the right thing for you. And Getting into this meditative state on a consistent basis allows you, like I said, to tap into that inner voice and hear what the answers are. Now, this is why a lot of people don't like getting into it because they don't want to hear. Like they don't want to admit what they're hearing. They don't want to hear the freaking construction work going on behind you as well. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Because it doesn't sound necessarily logical. Or maybe it's uncomfortable. That voice is telling them to, you know, leave their full-time job and start a business or whatever, or, or, you know, go bigger. Like you need to do more on social. You need to run videos, whatever it is. That's scary. So they don't want to hear it. So they avoid it. But also what meditation does is it helps you uh, get clear on just, it clears the channel so that you can make better decisions. This is where it gets really important for, especially for entrepreneurs and business owners, is it helps you be more creative. It helps you be a better leader. It helps you make better decisions to come from a place of responding instead of reacting. Kevin, I'm curious, have you ever tried meditating? I think my meditation is kind of the same as yours. I will do that a lot when I'm doing my long drives where I will kind of, uh, kind of zone out and just go down, you know, wherever the rabbit hole of thought takes me, uh, and without trying to really think about stuff, uh, a a ton. So I, I, I've never, you know, it's never been something in my schedule. It's like, oh, it's time for meditation. Uh, but it's, you know, there are... I don't know why that makes me giggle, but that entire idea, ooh, it's time for meditation time. time. For meditation. And, and as an athlete, before before I compete, I try to always get somewhere and there's always, there would be headphones and music so I could drown out all the cheering and all the crowd noise and everything coming off the mats where I tried to just like, literally just stop thinking about the upcoming match. So there was that P 
piece as well where because uh, i would overthink and that was something i learned when i got to college i would overthink my match and i would try and map out what was going to happen uh and do you know here i'm going to do this and then we're going to shoot a double and then it'll be all that stuff and it would re- just really screw me up so i got to the point from talking to other wrestlers like yeah I, you, you need to stop thinking about it. you need to literally just go do so i'd have that in my warm-up session where I would just literally stop. And I'd usually sitting under the bleachers. I'd have been warmed up, so I already got the sweat going. The, the music's on loud, and it would be literally just not thinking about the match. So, yeah, I, I have done meditation, but I've never actually called it meditation. Most so, people have done some form of meditation that they don't realize is meditation. Well, and I, I, but the, I think it's because there's such a two-way street when it comes you know, most people that you meet that talk about meditation and stuff are these weird freaking, you know, uh, hippy dippy type people that are kumbaya and, and prayer circles. Right. You know, so so it really makes it hard for the general public to go. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about that openly that I'm going to do that. But there are some very, very successful people that will tell you that they meditate every day and they have a time practice. I can't do that. You know, I, I think of meditation until you help me see it a different way. But I, I always saw a, a meditation was there's a Kevin Costner uh, movie. Damn, it's going to escape me right now. But he's a pitcher in the major leagues. And uh, in the Bull Durham. movie, Bull Durham, thank you. Yes. Uh, um, he's got the thing to clear the mechanism. So if anybody hasn't seen it, it's, it's just fucking incredible. It's not something I could do uh, because I've not practiced enough to be able to pull it off. But he's on the mound, base figure like Yankee Stadium, and the chair crowd is just jeering at him, right? You suck, Chapel. You can't do this. And they're giving him hell. And all of a sudden, he leans forward and says, clear the mechanism. And all of a sudden, around him, the crowd just fades away. And it's just him, the guy in the batter's box, and the umpire. It's all he can see. For me, hopefully that's a catcher. A, hopefully there's a hopefully catcher. A catcher yeah, yeah that, that might be helpful. <laughs> right? right? Sport. Um, and, <laughs> you know, the the – but to me – that's the best visual representation I've seen of the idea of meditation. I just know for me personally, I can't shut it all out. Right. And meditation doesn't necessarily ask you to shut it all out. In fact, there's, um, you were the one I think who originally introduced me to Andrew Huberman's podcast and he has an episode on meditation and he talks about the part of meditation is See, he, having those thoughts and bringing yourself back to focus from those thoughts, that refocusing, which happens for most people like every, you know, five seconds, that actually helps you become better at focusing when you're not in meditation. That practice makes you better outside of meditation. And so in that Bull Durham movie, he would not have been able to clear the mechanism in that moment if he hadn't also been practicing it. Like it's not something you can just do one time when you're under a lot of stress. You practice meditation on a regular basis so that when you are under stress, you can handle it better. Absolutely. You know, the one thing I love about Andrew Huberman is he has come out with a lot of things that is almost, I don't know if he would agree with this statement, but it's anti self-help movement. Right. Um, And some of the things that they've proven is that the reason a lot of people don't hit their goals is because they over visualize 
you know, them completing and the dopamine fires off. And now they've in their head have seen themselves completing the task. So they don't start working towards the task. This is where I struggle with the manifest side of the, of the aisle, right? My buddy, Tony Watley put out a funniest post. Um, and it, it just cracked me up. He's got a big ass dumbbell with a ton of weight on the ground. And he's standing above it. And the caption says, I'm manifesting the dumbbell to lift itself. <laughs> of course, it's not fucking moving. It's not doing, it's not doing anything, you know? And, and so a lot lately I've been going after these over the top self-help people saying, all right, quit talking about just manifestation because anybody who has found major success in anything that teaches manifestation I want people to go look at their life and see how hard they work to get where they are. Yeah, I'm sure they kept themselves in a positive frame. I know you're coming at me on this one. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was picking where the fight is, on purpose. <laughs> I have my my uh, movie theater size candy, and I am Perfect. ready for this. <laughs> I was picking I the fight. I, had I knew popcorn. <laughs> Okay, so the thing about manifestation is, yes, you still have to do the work. You still have to take the action. I actually prefer that term better of taking action than doing the work. I, it could be the same. We can argue it's semantics, but it's about taking action. And so when you are practicing meditation and visualization, which not all meditation is visualization. You're not always visualizing sure. something to happen, in, um, but two points here. One is when you are visualizing things and meditating, you are creating a state, um, again, for creativity and listening to, okay, when you come out, you have more focus, you have more intention. So it's not just about taking action, like just random. It's about right. getting clear on the actions to take that are going to move you forward. And so then you can go take action with intention. And yeah. That's where I think when people are just work, hustle, do the, do all the work, they leave out the part of doing it with intention of taking so, those right actions. And to stay with the, the idea of words and, and the, I'm, I hate the hustle idea and the mainly cause I hate the fucking word. Right. Um, but what they're saying is whatever you're trying to accomplish is not easy. Right. Especially if you're trying to accomplish something very big, it is not easy. You're not just going to sit around and think happy thoughts and magically it's going to fucking appear. Right. You have to do the work. And most of that work that you have to do is fucking hard to do. Right. So if you look at it from that perspective, there are things you've got to do that are fucking hard to do. What separates the people I think that find the most success in the world and the people that don't is the ones that are, are really successful, have accomplished what they've set out to accomplish, did the hard things for long periods of time. And because you have to evolve. Yes. Evolution is you, evolving is required for sure. You're because as humans, that's what we're here for. You're living or you're, you're, you're learning growing or dying. Like those are your two choices, growth right. or death right. in, in nature. That's the whole thing. Um, I think that your focus on hard work is, is related to your beliefs that work has to be hard. 
but it is work doesn't it doesn't have to be hard you can take action and that and you believe that it has to be hard so it's hard um Not but no, taking action doesn't have to be hard working doesn't have to feel hard that's part well, of so the meditation thing let's take it straight to business if you're going to yeah. build a billion dollar company mm -hmm. that's fucking hard because you believe it's hard some people don't think it's hard oh you they talk just to do the work they just they, do they just do the work but they don't have to say oh this is so hard well i, I they could say I, this is so much fun that portion we may be agreeing i may, i agree with you on right there but they would tell you that it's absolutely the hardest thing they've ever done now the second time they go through it they'll tell you it wasn't that hard right because now they've got the mechanics the evolution everything to to get there I think it, people define it as hard because it's uncomfortable or it's unfamiliar. I agree with that. I agree with that wholeheartedly. I, I think there's this misnomer that hard is a negative thing. You know, just because you're working hard, you can still be having fun, but still be True. working hard. So mm -hmm. going back, we, we uh, our last episode, we had Lauren Amon on talking about Ammon, Ammon, Ammon sorry, Amex. Uh, <laughs> talking about, you know, s similar concepts. But, you know, when I was in the wrestling room, I was working hard, but I was still having a lot of fun because I, I enjoyed it. You know, so I hard isn't a neg always negative, and I think that is part of the disconnect. When you know Donnie posted about working hard, and everybody's like, "Oh, another CEO telling people to work hard," and I giggled because I wanted to reply. I'm like, "Nope, I, he can defend this one all himself. He's good." Uh, and uh, but and by the way, the guy did not come back and defend after I you know went at him. You know, but just because you're working hard doesn't mean it's bad, and that's. So I think we need to make that shift because Donnie and I work hard, but we enjoy what we're doing. Yeah. Well, again, I think it work. comes comes to semantics because I would – that word doesn't feel comfortable to me. So I might use like working diligently, working with intention. It's – I get still... that because I don't like the word yep. goals, so I say targets, you know, yep. um, you know, same, same similar concept. I just – I'm – I'm annoyed with the movement that's going after the people that are busting their ass and enjoying it. And they're like, well, you're a workaholic or you're putting in too much time. Not if I'm getting fulfillment from the activity. Right. Right. And integrating, because I know we all, we'll all yep. agree on that balance thing. Yep. Um, yes. Integrating time with people, other people in your life who need time. <clears throat> Because it's very easy to say, I love what I'm doing in building my business and to do it to in, in excess, if you will, um, and ignore what's happening at home. I know I've for a fact that. you were busting your ass. I mean, grindstone busting your ass. And then you took a 30-day sabbatical. Mm -hmm. You came back a different fucking person, which is yeah. awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Talk to me about it. What changed? I was doing all the things, like all the things. I look at my calendar from the first half of last year and I'm tired looking at it, just everything that was scheduled. And I was burned out. And here I am teaching people how to use gratitude and meditation to 
stay calm and grounded no matter what's going on around them. I was calm and grounded, but I was burned out. And that's not, should not be part of the equation. Mm. And so I finally went, all right, well, I'm doing all the things. I'm not seeing the success I'd like to see. So what would happen if I just stopped doing all the fucking things? What would happen then? Like, so I just, and I had had several conversations with other people who were doing that. They were like, yeah, I'm burned out. I'm taking a year off or 30 days or whatever it was. I'm like, oh, I'm going to try that. And so I did. I went and I didn't do any work during those 30 days. I took a 30-day road trip sabbatical with a 19-year-old cat. Um, if you if you want to hear more about that story, you can read my chapter in Love Warriors, the, <laughs> the book Love Warriors, where I talk more about that. But um, I, I needed that time to decompress. And then not working and spending time, I wasn't spending days in meditation, but I was spending some days, I was playing. I was out having fun with friends. I was visiting friends. I was sitting on the beach. While I was literally sitting on the beach, two of the biggest business deals to ever cross my computer came to me. And one of them is something that I'm involved in now is a business partnership. It's enormous because I wasn't pushing a rock up a hill every single day trying to make things happen. And this is where it comes back to the working with intention and not just being busy. What is it that, what are the actions to take that will give you the best results? And sometimes, not sometimes, all the time, it requires stepping back. There needs to be a period of stepping back. I remember many years ago, a very, very successful business friend who was very successful in business said her father told her that sometimes you have to take a step back. When you open the refrigerator door, you're, you're leaning in to get something. But before you can lean in to get something, you have to take two steps back to open the door. I like it. I mean, because you came back so renewed uh, from from that. And I think that was a lot of it. Um, but I do like the idea of opening the refrigerator door. That's a really, really cool visual to to be able to look at your business that way. Yeah. Well, and I think it's important for business owners in general to be able to look at the actions that they're taking and uh, have an objective evaluation of how effective they are. You know, if a specific action is not working for you, it's now just busy work and you need to replace it with some sort of action that does work for you and gets you to the places you need to be. And, you know, if you're not doing that, then you're really just, you know, you're getting yourself into that grind mindset where it's like, well, I have to do these things because these are the things that business owners are supposed to do. Well, no, those are the business. Those are the things that may work really well for Donnie, or they're the things that work well for me or for you. They're not necessarily the things that are right for that specific individual. Yes. And then the other piece of this that's really important is that <clears throat> I, it was taking time to recharge. And what I realized on that sabbatical is that I was never allowing myself time to recharge. Donnie, you go out and you're on your farm working. Mm -hmm. That's your time to recharge and not be working at this business. Right. You're, you're right. still doing something, but that for you is a recharging time. I was working from nine o'clock in the morning till like 1030 at night. And I would take an hour to go to the gym, but that's not recharging. 
that's still part of like my normal day. And so we need to take time every day to recharge our batteries so that when you come back in the morning or whenever you get back in front of your computer, you're ready to go, not just still burned out from what you didn't accomplish yesterday. Yeah. And, and just so you know that working on a farm is hard work, by the way. I, I hear you. <laughs> I couldn't leave it. I couldn't leave it. You know, but, but you know, I, for me, all this, I, I, I have so much respect for you. And I, and I truly mean that because even that last segment of looking back and reflecting on your business, so often people put their head down and just work. Right. And, and if you just work without taking a step back and, and analyzing, is this working? Am I doing the right things? Uh, I think most people get busy because they actually don't know what the next step or stage of their business should be. Right. And so that that ability to step back, however you do it, I don't know if I'd suggest everybody take 30 days off their business, but it worked for you, which is a beautiful thing. Right. You know, yeah. but the the ability to come back and look at everything is just a cool perspective so i'll have you know i did try meditating for five minutes it didn't fucking work i was so squirrel brained holy fucking i know it needs to go ongoing and- no no i have another i have something else for you that i've recently right. gotten more into it breath work well we'll talk I, about i've it. been trying by box breathing uh no no i got nope. i got somebody to introduce you to all right, bring them. I, I'd love to talk to them. Uh, I'm fascinated to learn more about all this stuff. Andrew Huberman talks a lot about breath work, you know, so is yeah. Tom Bilyeu, you know, so I'm interested yeah. in all that stuff. Well, Lori, thanks for doing this. How do people find you? At my website, zenrabbit.com. It's the best place to find me. And what's the phenomenal podcast you have? It's called Fine is a Four-Letter Word. Guys, go check it out. She has some phenomenal conversations on. They're still one of the podcasts I listen to. So thank you so much for doing this, babe. I really appreciate you having on. And thanks for always being you. Thanks for having me. All right. I got to be honest. That went better than I expected. Uh, I really, I mean, I knew I was picking a fight with Lori uh, going into it. And uh, I really loved how she challenged me on this. Well, and it was, I was, I was kind of expecting fireworks because you two have been uh, exchanging jabs via social media, uh, not like directly calling each other out, but you'd make a post and then she would reply with another post that was countering what you said. And so I was like, oh, this could get really interesting. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to sit back and enjoy. So that, that was, that was a really fun conversation though. And I, I loved a couple of the things that she brought up about how meditation isn't just sitting in the lotus position, humming to yourself. Although I think you should try it maybe out in your, with your goats and sitting up <laughs> on one of the, yeah. uh, one of the boxes and see how that goes for you. Yeah. But, between you know, 400 pounds of dogs taking me out and goat using me as a jungle gym. Yeah. That's not going to work. <laughs> um, they do yoga with goats using them as a jungle yeah, gym. Because so. people are dumb and don't are okay getting shit on. I mean, that that's all there is to it. Um, um, but I love that whole idea that, you know, you don't have to meditate. That's not how you meditate. You can meditate anywhere. And yeah. in any type of situation. I thought that was really freaking cool. The, the, and I agree. I mean, I love going on my morning walks. I love having the distraction so that I can focus. Uh, although I recently heard a podcast episode, I wish I could give them credit. 
I don't remember what the show I was talking to, but you know, you should be able to go for a walk and not need a distraction to just be with your thoughts type of things. And I thought that's bullshit. Fuck off. But I do see the power of being able to quiet your mind enough without the influence of something else. I just haven't mastered that yet. Well, I, I like the distraction idea because it kind of guides, it's like guided meditation. It's kind of guiding where your thoughts need to go. Uh, and you, you're, you're able to kind of keep yourself from going down the really bad over analytical rabbit holes. And that's what happens to me a lot of times. If I don't have that distraction going on, I start thinking and my mind just goes somewhere and I'm like, all right, now I'm having to overcome, you know, tell myself, all right, stop thinking those things. That's not actually a thing. And I'm now I'm having those conversations with me as opposed to, uh, which is probably okay at times, but as opposed to meditating and thinking about the things that are actually helping me move forward. Yeah. So, um, and, and that's what I found when I have like a podcast on and I kind of will space out is because it triggered me thinking about things. I'm like, Oh, what about this and that? And then, then I, then I'm going through just letting the mind go. And then the podcast will, pull me back out so i like the distraction i think it's beneficial for my brain chemistry no i i'm i'm right there with you i'm only questioning it for myself is is there another gear like is it you know is there one more notch what would it take for me to get to a point of i wouldn't need the distraction uh to, to more do- more drugs Maybe, maybe so, but, but I, you know, it's the idea. Could I go for a walk without having to listen to a podcast? What would more, where would my mind go? What would I discover about myself in those moments is, is something uh, I'm toying with the idea of going. So have you tried it? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. You know, this is this uh, part of it's because I just had that surgery. So I'm only walking in my house versus out on the driveway. So, uh, you know, I, I will in one of these near mornings, but. That and you've had three inches of ice on your entire property the last few days. So walking outside was just, you know, a not smart. Right, right, (laughs) right. So I'm curious. You you would have had to put your, your wristband back on. Yeah, fall my risk. fall risk, <laughs> which I do have right there from the hospital. Um, oh, um, but, you know, so knowing that I'm doing this distraction, I now have a form of meditation that I'm doing on a daily basis. Um, I, I, you, know, you said one of the greatest things that you do is you do it uh, when you're driving and your distraction when you're, you know, when you're driving is one of the best times. How are you going to find meditation like this on your world on a regular basis? Because you don't do the morning walks like I do. You don't drive every day. So I'm trying to work out on a daily basis. And I I think that is one of the places that I would disconnect and do meditation. Uh, Because looking back when I would do the, and they would usually be half hour, 45 minute workouts. You know, my, I'd be doing the exercise, but my mind would be also be thinking about other stuff at the same time. So it was, that was giving me the, you know, 30, 45 second shots of, of thinking. Uh, and it was because they were broken up with, all right, now you do this thing. You know, I, I think my mind's focused, well, not necessarily focused, but my mind could cycle through thoughts more. 
and I could have multiple more little conversations within my head with myself as opposed to it didn't let me go down that giant rabbit hole when I'm not distracted by other things going on where yeah. I'm now just into the, uh, Oh, what if this happens and you know, and then this will happen and oh my God, this is, you know, the, all that type of stuff, which I'm trying to stay away from as much as possible. That's smart. I, I'm going to try and implement more into focused on a one ideal. You know, like what, what's the next problem I'm trying to solve? What's the next issue I'm trying to get past and see if I can do more of a focused attention on a particular topic theme or the likes and see what comes up from that. So, so, um, but a great conversation. Uh, I love hanging out with rabbit. She's just, she's good people. Yep. She's got a genuine heart. Uh, she's got a ridiculous amount of knowledge in that head and, and I'm excited to see where her journey takes us. So, or where her journey takes her, I should say. So, uh, and we're back to the universe providing her journey is going to take <laughs> us places. Right. Well, you never know. You never know. So, but guys, if you got any value out of this, you know, we don't have any sponsors on the show other than us. So do us a favor and please go leave us a review wherever you are listening to this. Uh, it means the world to us. And those reviews are huge in helping other people find the show. So if you're on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel, comment below, you know, your kind of takeaways, thoughts, and questions on this. And as always, guys, uh, make sure you're subscribed. Love you, made it. See you, bye. When I created Success Champions, it was on the idea that most people make themselves an island as they're growing their business. Yeah, they just don't want people to know how bad things are because if anybody knew how bad things are, nobody would do business with you. So like me, they don't often reach out for advice. They don't get support. They just try and put their head down and grind through it. And let's be honest, man, that, that lifestyle sucks. And when you're constantly trying to find yourself to push through it and figure it out on your own, it often leads to misery. We created Success Champions so you don't make yourself an island, so you don't build your business alone. There are a ton of people that are going through it on the same journey that are looking for the same advice you are. Maybe they've been through it and are looking to help. So come hang out with Success Champions. Go to successchampionnetworking.com. Go visit one of our peer groups and let's help you actually get to business freedom. Don't build your business alone. Come hang with us as success champions.